Welcome to the Shine Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gina Canadian, and I am so grateful that you are here. I am a wife, mother of three boys, certified massage therapist, and an alcohol-free sobriety coach who helps driven women break through their alcohol dependency without the traditional 12-step program. Each week, I will bring you inspiring guests with focus on mindset, health, and spirituality, providing you the tips and tools to help you create unshakable confidence, clarity, and energy so you can unleash your creative potential and live the life of your dreams alcohol-free. So tune in for some fun, and if you're ready to shine, welcome. Because you are listening today, I want to go ahead and give you a free gift. It is my six-step blueprint to living alcohol-free. It is a tool for you to have, so you don't have to go to AA. Just go ahead and follow the guidelines there. It's what I used to help me through my sobriety journey. Go ahead and text the word GIFT, that's G-I-F-T, at 1-855-649-6196. Again, that's 1-855-649-6196. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Shine Within podcast. I have a special guest today. Her name is Teresa Russell. She is an intentional home organizer, marriage and family therapist, and energy healer. As the founder and CEO of Homegirl, hey, I like that name. (laughs) She works with purpose-driven women to release mental and physical clutter to create an energetically aligned and organized life. Prior to becoming an entrepreneur, she spent 10 years as an educator teaching preschool and elementary school kids. She is a frequent speaker on creating a peaceful home, awareness of attachments to physical items, and intentional living tips for couples. As a sought-after media source, Teresa's tips have been featured on multiple podcasts. Thank you so much, Teresa, for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, it's my pleasure. And you and I share similar backgrounds when it came to the drinking And if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about your story and how you actually overcame your addiction and started, I mean, wow, just you're you're doing a lot of stuff here, (laughs) family therapist, home organizing, (laughs) all these awesome things. I mean, it feels like after drinking and becoming sober, you are just like shining and (laughs) doing incredible things for, for people. Can you just share a little bit about your background and how you pivoted to just being the true Teresa. Thank you for that acknowledgement. First of all, I really appreciate that. It has been such a journey with my sobriety. And, you know, I've always been ambitious. Even when I was drinking, I was still ambitious. I just took that kind of drive and, and more of that energy was directed towards like socializing and going out versus, you know, maybe some bigger goals and dreams that have come to fruition since then. But where I started out was recognizing that I had a a problem with it. I would spend the majority of the time I did go out, I would spend it, you know, continually drinking versus maybe other people had a healthy relationship and they would just have one or two and stop. And at some point I recognized this about myself and I even tried to quit multiple times it just never really stuck. And that was really challenging and really frustrating, especially with like the guilt and shame that I felt around that. 
And also there was like justification too of, you know, maybe it's not so much of a problem. I still have my job. I still have my friends, you know, like my life is not at rock bottom. So, cause you know, I, I think I had tried to go to a few AA meetings and I'm like, oh, well, like, this is not me. Like these people there, they like, they lost everything. And, you know, I was kind of separating myself to make that distinction and to keep myself in that mode of drinking. And since then, I, I quit when I started dating my fiance, basically. And there was one night I started noticing it affecting our relationship. It was really getting to the point because he didn't drink. And that made me really uncomfortable too. <laughs> Let me just say, like, I was like, no, you have to drink. Like, this is not, I don't know how our relationship is going to go <laughs> if right. you don't drink. And that again, like is an indication that of that, that problem. And, but I remember one day I went out day drinking with a friend. We were continually drinking all throughout the night. And then I just, I broke down. I was crying. I was so emotional over, you know, my friendships. Like I didn't feel like my friendships were supporting me in that moment too, in that time of my life. And so I ended up breaking down and like yelling and crying at one of my friends. And, you know, normally that wouldn't have been too much of an issue, but I think since the, since I had already been having like this recognition and this awareness in my relationship of how alcohol affects my life, the next morning I woke up and I was just like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. This is not going to be me. This is not going to be my life. I know that there's so much more for me than, than this. Wow. Yes. And congratulations. Now, how many, how many months has it been? Yeah. So it's been almost 16 months and wow. it's, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I remember hitting my year mark and it was such a special moment for me. And I was just, I was just like crying, like with tears of joy, because I never thought I would be at this point. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's incredible because during our, I would say, the down times of our lives when it came to alcohol, at least for me, uh, I I felt like I was just, that was my life. And then there was nothing else. I just felt like that was like my best friend. I So I thought, and I felt that I couldn't accomplish any other goals. I felt like, okay, I already have my massage job and like, I still have my friends. I have a roof over my head. Why do I need to stop? Because everything mm -hmm. is well, but really it's, it was killing me inside. And also my insides, like my pancreas, for example, you are doing incredible things now as well. You are into, you're a home organizer. And <laughs> we were talking about this the other day too. Um, <clears throat> When I was drinking, my house was very disorganized. I was just like, uh, I was a mess. Like everything was like on the floor. <laughs> Please, people, don't judge me. <laughs> Actually, I don't care if you do because I'm not that anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was just a big mess. And like, I didn't care if the dishes were, you know, not if they were still in, in, in the sink. I didn't care. Now, what made you decide to start becoming a home organizer and are you helping women who are wanting to, I guess, declutter and get organized in their lives? How are you helping them? So I actually, again, how I started my business was from my own personal experience. I lived in a loft 
And I had no storage, no closets, nothing. So I had to get really creative in the way that I lived day-to-day life. And it it gave me pause and to think about what was important to me and what I really needed to keep and like how I was going to store it. So it made the most sense. And it was something that I recognized that I'm, I'm actually really good at, like being like seeing like the bigger picture, but then also going back into like the little details of things. So yeah, I definitely help women in particular, like purpose-driven women, ambitious women, women that are like on the go, get clear on what is important to them and learning more about those attachments because we all feel attached to physical items, whether it's a healthy attachment or something that maybe is affecting our life in a more serious way. So again, like recognizing when that's happening and letting go, I've noticed a lot of my clients, I work with them about letting go of control and finding more safety and peace in their space because of it. Yes. I was always telling people, if you have a messy home or a messy room, a messy slip, you know, space around you, then you're going to have messy thoughts in your head and vice versa. How do we clear out those thoughts first and in order for us to create a nice living space around us? I don't think that we clear them out, to be honest with you. At least that's not how I view it. I feel like we acknowledge that they're there and understand more of the root of why they're there. And I say that not to the point where like going and examining your past and living in the past, because usually these thoughts come from childhood and some sort of experiences that we've had either growing up or, you know, continually throughout the years. And it's easy to get lost in that, right? So acknowledging those thoughts and and then shifting, like say like, what is the story and what is the, what are the thoughts that would feel more supportive to me? And um, yeah, just taking some time to reflect on that. I also find that getting out, and this is something that I'm still learning, getting out of your head and moving, getting into your body it really brings that like fresher, not fresher energy, but like, that's what's coming through to me, (laughs) that fresher energy where your body knows how it wants to move and feel good. And like, that's why when you are starting to tap into the energy of your space, you know, really tapping into your body and learning like how to be in your body, because your mind might say all these things, like and rationalize things, but your body will know your body will feel yeah, your body will feel. The body does feel. And I think that when you're decluttering and moving things into maybe a, well, what do you, first off, what do you think about storages? <laughs> I am not the biggest fan of them. I understand why people have them. And at the same time, I actually just did a story about this and I feel like it's a continual topic for me. It kind <laughs> of drives me a little bit nuts because <laughs> I know those items are just sitting there and they're being unused and, you know, kind of just, I think that's where the reflection piece comes in, right? Well, why am I holding on to this and why am I so attached to it? Because I'm not even, yeah, I'm not even using it. So it's like, it's just going to, if it's just going to sit there in this space, why do I feel the need to hold on to it and really being honest with yourself around that? 
Yeah, my husband would have loved you because I had before we were we, before we got married. I had this storage unit. It was a small one, but I had this storage unit forever. And he's like, "You're wasting money on." It. <laughs> he's yes. like, "You're literally wasting money. What is this stuff? You could be saving money and then doing that, using that money for better things, not just having things stored in there." He's like, "Let's declutter." and get rid of things. I'm like, I have no problem getting rid of stuff. I love throwing things away or donating it, <laughs> throwing it away if it has no use or value anymore. But I always love um, just donating it or giving it to a friend because somebody else can go ahead and use it. And that, yeah, even like some things that I'm just like wanted to hold on to. I'm like, you know what? It's time to let go. You're in a new phase in your life. You're in a new mindset. You're in a new body. You're, you, you're just new. <laughs> So I love that uh, he taught me how to just get rid of the old storage. But I was what I what I was going to say before I was talking about the storage is that when you are organizing your home, you are actually exercising and moving your body and energetically feeling feeling good when you're having a cleaner space. Now, what are some things that you actually take your clients through to help them declutter? Is there like a process that you go through, or do you go to their home and help them organize? I will, I'll, I go to their home and we will go through room by room. I typically only do a three hour window because I notice like before, if it's, if it's less than that, it's not enough time typically. And if it's at, like after that, then it's just too much for people. They are over it by that point, but we'll go room through by room through room and, and just look at the items and be honest and real. Like, do, is this bringing me kind of like Marie Kondo, except not really, I don't bring, do the art. Is this bringing you joy? But like similar to that, like, am I using this frequently? Am I loving this item? You know, and I will help them be real and be honest because a lot of the time people actually, sometimes they don't even need me to like check in just the fact that I'm there motivates and holds that accountability piece. And they're like, oh my gosh, it's, I've heard so many times. It's so much easier with you here doing this. I would not have done this by myself. And so it's like being held in that and supported through that. And it brings in so much, you know, you can bring in so much opportunity and so much growth by letting go and releasing of things from the past. I mean, think about like when you move through a different new stage of life, you're letting go of something and something new typically comes in. Mm -hmm. So many times too, clients find things that they haven't know, like they didn't know was there. Like they've been looking for it. I've had people find checks, like money. I'm like, I need to start like charging a percentage, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I remember I would always go uh, and at my mom's home. She had a garage and it was just like, like you couldn't even park a car inside there. It was like full of stuff. One day they decided to actually remove everything and go by box by box and all this stuff. And then so she came back to me and I had this huge box of all of my old belongings from when I was a little girl and stuff. And I was just like, oh, this is so cute. But then some of the toys that remind me of like not so good of my childhood, it's like, Ooh, I don't want this anymore. So yes, I totally understand what you're talking about, how it is like a healing process when you're able to let go of certain items and then, or cherish the ones that you haven't seen in a long time that brought joy in your life at a certain time, it's just a certain stage in your life. So I, <laughs> I appreciate, 
I appreciate that my mom gave me all those things. I was like, oh, mom, okay, make sure you don't give me any more because uh, my husband's not going to be too happy because if we can't park our cars in the garage <laughs> and we don't want to get a storage unit. <laughs> She's so funny, though. But you also do something very special. You are an energetic healer. So you go inside the home as well. And do you do like feng shui or uh, sage stuff? I, I heard people do different things different things to like cleanse the house to clean the house because sometimes the house actually has some attachment itself from like energies that we're living inside there can you talk a little bit about that I absolutely feel so passionately about that and it's something that I'm in the process of learning there's so much that goes into it and at the same time the basics for feng shui and energetics of a space goes back to our connection to the land and the earth it's like bringing that balance and that natural grounding energy into the space. And so, yeah, again, like I do bring in bits and pieces of it and I will be even more in the future. So I, I'm really excited, but what you were saying to you about the energy and going through the things from the past, it's true home the home does hold a certain energy and memories inside of it and so does each item so like thinking about just even the fact when you look at something like maybe like a piece of clothing or a certain toy or you know something from your past you it you you feel that memory and you feel that within it and that's an energy and a vibration and every piece of clothing or item in your household and even your own house like it holds that too so the more that you tap in and start recognizing those subtleties it makes a huge difference in being able to cultivate the energy you want in your home yes I remember when my mom was house shopping this was back in 1997 98 and we were going through house by house by house and she has a good sense of intuition as well and so and, and so did I. I think, I think I took after her. And so we would go to these homes and she'd be like, nope. And she would go to another one. Nope. Another one. Nope. And then finally she found the house. She, just, she felt the energy connected to her. It aligned with her. And she's like, yes, this is the home that I need. So people feel that attachment. So do you think people should trust their intuition when they are uh, house searching? Of course. Always trusting your intuition. And I know that can be kind of challenging to do because sometimes we get cut off from that part of ourselves. That's where the reflection and coming back to like everyday instances, you know, like that if you start listening to that voice and you start feeling it in your body, whether however you feel that some people just know some people, it's like they actually feel a physical sensation in their body, recognizing that. And acknowledging, trusting that it's a process too. If if you haven't been doing it, um, that's something again that came back to me when I stopped drinking. My intuition started coming in more clearly, and then even stronger once I got my Reiki attunements. And now, sometimes I even feel like it's like screaming at me. It's so loud. So it's like a muscle. I I don't like it when people say that, but it's true. It's like yeah. a muscle. You, you practice using it, trusting it. Yeah. And, and how does one practice tapping into their intuition? 
spending time away from distractions from yourself. And, and again, that's why sometimes it can be cha more challenging if you are in a cluttered space, because whether you recognize it or not, those items are affecting you. So if you are, I would invite you maybe if it feels good to close your eyes or, and it doesn't have to necessarily look like a meditation. It can just look like a pause too when making everyday decisions. Say you're considering what you want for breakfast, like taking a second, pausing, what would feel good for me? What would feel supportive for my body right now? And then, I mean, I don't know about, I know everybody experiences and this is in different ways. For me, it, it like, there's like an answer that comes into my head. Like, this is what you need. And so when that answer comes in, not being, oh no, I don't want that. I don't need that because that is your intuition. And that's, that's that part of you talking to yourself. Yes. And I love that because I have a strong intuition now. And when I was drinking, that intuition wasn't an intuition. That was like the enemy speaking to me. Oh, you got to do this. Oh, you should drink more. Oh, you're not going to do well if you don't drink or, you, you know, different things like that. And you notice when you clear out the negative well, substance, first off, and then the voice in your head, the enemy, I call it, <laughs> then you are tapping more into your intuition. It just your divine self comes inside and you start being you. Like, what does the higher Teresa <laughs> want, you know? Uh, and then we just follow the intuition and just go with the flow, <laughs> as they say, <laughs> with the flow. Yeah. Now, also, you work with families. Mm -hmm in therapy now do they ever come to you saying hey you know we're fighting because of our <laughs> one likes to clean one doesn't like to clean now you do give some good tips as far as you know how to come together as a couple and be more organized within the home <laughs> yeah so i don't do that in therapy oh, okay and that's mostly because I am not licensed yet. So I'm working under somebody else's license. It's a little oh, bit different okay. where people come to me. It's mostly the teenagers that I'm working with right now. And, um, but as far as like my organizing and that avenue of my life, my business goes, I definitely work with couples in helping them cohabitate and create that intentional living together. Because again, like coming from um, a lot of the stuff that I am guiding people through and supporting people through are like things that I've learned in my own life. And so this is like, again, a personal experience with my fiance. He is very much creative, passionate, energetic flow of things. And that's just not how I operate. And when we first moved in together, it was really challenging. I had to let go a lot of like, okay, this is not going to be like how you're used to it being. We're meshed, like meshing and melding our lives together. So the first thing that I, I love to tell people is recognizing that it is their space too. That is their home also. And it can be challenging because it takes multiple conversations. It takes compromise from both ends, but there's like, I feel like that's a whole nother conversation because it's like a lot of techniques that you like simple techniques, but it takes practice to implement them. You know, like one that I think about right now is 
criticism. If you have, if you're living with somebody and you don't like the way that they're doing something, continually pointing that out is not going to be helpful to your relationship. It's not going to get anything done, really. Like, think about if people, if someone's criticizing you, like, oh, you didn't do this the right way, or oh, like, why haven't you done this yet? You're not going to be receptive, right? So, yeah, like basic things like that, like, coming to the conversation with love and with care and and setting it up so that the person is ready to have a conversation about it too. Yeah, those are just a few things that are popping in and but again, I feel like there's it's so much more to it than that and and it has a lot to do with relationships and building a healthy relationship as a foundation. Yes, and communication is the big factor as well. And it's how we can, how we speak to them. Because if we dislike something, you can say it in a nice way. You can be like, hey, by the way, when you get a chance, can you please go ahead and uh, wash the dishes or put the dish in the dishwasher when you're done using it? Something like that. Or, And, and I always tell my <laughs> husband this. <clears throat> I say, if it bothers you so much at the time, why don't you just do it and take care of it yourself? <laughs> <laughs> you know, instead of like, because sometimes we get busy in our things, you know, and then we, our intentions are like, okay, we're going to handle it and take care of it. But sometimes we forget, okay, I'm talking about myself. <laughs> and then uh, when my husband tells me, ah, oh, you didn't do this again. And I always say, if it bothers you that much, why don't you take care of it yourself? <laughs> you know what I mean? And so if something bothers me so much that he doesn't do, I always just handle it myself. And then just give them little reminders as friendly or, you know, when you're in both in a good mood or something and you're just chit-chatting and say, oh, by the way, you can just, you know, slide that in by, oh, by the way, you forgot to put your dish in the dishwasher. <laughs> something like that. That's happened in our household. It's, it's, but we're great though. Like we're, we're a team. We actually designate, let's see, every week we, I take care of the bathrooms like, like deep, deep clean. I'm talking about deep, deep clean. Like, of course we always straighten out yeah. the bathrooms all the time. And then he takes care of all the mopping and vacuuming of all the house. Cause we don't have any carpet besides on our stairs. So I felt like we've come, you know, as a team to organize and clean our house, which is just awesome because it's not only fun. We will make like, we'll play some music in the background. We'll dance while we're cleaning. You will we'll make it mm -hmm. fun. You know, <laughs> what are your top five things that you would suggest for couples who have just moved in together uh, and how to organize their home or come together as a team to implement a nice living space? I always come back to taking reflection. I feel like reflection is yeah. so important because if you're not being intentional with what you want and what you want, how you want things to feel, then you're just going to place things randomly. So having, and I would suggest having multiple conversations. And again, like it doesn't have to be so serious. Like you were saying, it can be fun. It can be like dreaming. Oh, what do we want our house to feel like? How expansive do and peaceful do we want our house to be like? And what does that look like? And so not getting caught up to in the specifics of like, it has to be a certain way. And this is the only way, because especially when two people come and join together in that way, again, it's going to be a lot of compromise. So then I would suggest maybe 
like taking your top three, every, like each person would write their top three of what they want in their house. And those are like the non-negotiables. And if that feels too much, even like two, but that will give like a base for things that like you don't are, don't feel as ready or as um, open to compromising on. And then, yeah, just like recognizing that you don't have to do it right away. I mean, when I say that, I mean, you don't have to have everything done immediately. You know, this is a process. Maybe you're going to organize, but then you're going to go back like, or you're going to recognize that something doesn't, isn't flowing the way you want it to, or that you do want to spend some more time decluttering. So like taking the time to, to acknowledge that piece of it while also recognizing like when you're joining households, you're probably going to have multiples of items. So having those conversations, and again, those conversations take time, especially if people are feeling like stubborn in their ways and like, no, I want to keep this. This is mine. So like taking breaks from it and like going and doing something fun and, or like, you know, going back to shifting up the energy in your house. If you're having a conversation, it starts getting heated or like, you don't feel like you feel overwhelmed, maybe like stepping outside or like putting on some music in your house and like dancing or like, you know, giving each other a hug, you know, like something to shift that energy and the flow of things. Yes. I love that. Giving each other hugs <laughs> and kisses while you're doing <laughs> things together as a couple. <laughs> now, I feel like sometimes it's important to go ahead and just kind of change like your bedroom every so often, just to change the mood, change the environment. So it's not like always the same boring thing you're seeing every day. What are some items you think that we should change that will shift the energy inside our bedrooms? Like new no, covers or like, should we put like new paintings or like, what should we do? <laughs> Yeah, again, I think this is this is based off of the person. And because, for, for example, like my fiance does not like when I change things up, that makes him feel more like what happened now my environment's different. And mm -hmm. I'm not it doesn't feel as like in control and safe to me. And he's not saying it like that, of course, but like, that's how I'm interpreting it as a therapist, like for my therapist mind. <laughs> and, um, but like, if you are somebody that likes to shift that energy and move and like change things up, I would suggest, you know, plants, plants are, well, not, not in the bedroom really, but plants are a great way to bring in fresh energy into your home. Um, in the bedroom, it's like, you want like a balance of yin and yang and plants can sometimes be like energizing. So it's not always peaceful and relaxing, but again, a balance with that. Finding some sort of like statement piece or you know like I love crystals like if I if I want to change things up and I'll like go and buy like a new crystal or something but again it doesn't always have to be buying things or bringing something in it could be as simple as like opening up the windows you know like playing playing music like like I have a sound bowl sometimes that I'll like ring and decluttering is actually a great way to to move the energy in a home because like if something's sitting in in the same place that's where that stuck energy gets so like again like moving the furniture around 
that's beautiful, a beautiful way too. There, there are so many ways where you can like move and you, and you will feel the difference, especially the more that you do it. And the more that you get in touch with that, you will feel like, Oh, like this way, it doesn't feel so good. But like, if I move this over here, then it feels more open. It feels like it's fresher, lighter. Yeah, just a new environment. And I also think like essential oils too, if you want to like change your, I mean, it's, I guess all the senses, you can put like a diffuser, you know, and then put different like oils, whatever. So if you want to relax and you're ready to go to bed, go ahead and put some lavender. And if you want to be energized and more invigorated, like in the morning time, go ahead and put some orange scent or something or bergamot. If you want, perhaps maybe if you're having sinus issues or allergies, <laughs> which I'm having right now. That's why my eyes are all like water. Like, ah. um, put like a eucalyptus scent in there. So there's different things you can do even with smell, I think too. Yeah. And then, yeah. Talk, yeah, go ahead. You bring in a great point about incorporating the senses. I, I talk about that too sometimes on my Instagram is like bringing in all those different elements. And what came to mind too for me is lighting, you know, like lighting is is important to a space as well, you know, like maybe having more like dim lighting in the bedroom versus like if you're in the kitchen or the living room where you have more of that like yang, like I don't want to say masculine, but that's only the more of that like forceful energy creating like a more of a bright and open and airy space. Um, so like, yeah, there's different things and just like playing around with it and seeing what feels best to you. I love that. And also talking about crystals, I used to have some crystals. I don't have them anymore. I don't know. Maybe I gave them away. <laughs> I detached that item. <laughs> um, <clears throat> what are some good crystals to have in like each of the rooms of the home? For me, it's not so much about each of the rooms. I, and I also think intuitively, like each crystal means something different. Like it's like assigned certain qualities. And at the same time, like you can use any crystal for any intention, in my opinion. But selenite is great one. It's clear. And to especially to have like by your front door, because it's supposed to be a protector of like negative energies. Uh, I really like rose quartz. Rose quartz is for self-love. I keep that in my meditation corner. Um, what's another one that I like? Um, black tourmaline is also great for protection. And for example, like I bring it sometimes with therapy clients and just, and it's wild because, you know, if you don't believe in crystals and you don't believe in the properties, like just think of the fact that like they are from the earth, it's like natural properties from the earth. And I've actually brought them into sessions. And when I'm done, the crystals like heated, it's really hot. So that is like science, like scientific physical evidence that I feel like my brain always goes between like science and spirituality and like melding those together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and I love the rose quartz. You could put that in the bedroom for a couple make it nice and sexy in there. <laughs> no, I don't know if it does that. Um, but yeah, I had like a clear quartz cluster, a, I guess it was another quartz crystal and then uh the rose quartz and then I also had some other ones I, I'm not good at the names or anything uh but I, I think crystals are nice to have and they do hold special quality earth and us are connected so <laughs> it's nice to know that everything that we do and every nature that's out there whatever that it is is connected to us some way if we want it to be I feel like we have to allow it <laughs> 
yeah. and open ourselves up to things like that. I love plants, like plants. My husband just got me a couple plants and like, I never owned plants before. <laughs> it was, this is like the first time, like literally I'm like 41 years old and <laughs> I'm just owning a couple of plants. He gave me two. And then we have, we're starting to build like, sure, like um, what is it called? Like a garden, I guess we have like, he planted like everything, eggplant seeds, onion seeds, uh, oh, wow. all these, whatever vegetables you can think of. And then herbs as well, rosemary, mint. And so he's like, why aren't you helping me with the garden? I said, well, you're already taking care of it before I even get to it. So it's nice to have like little natural things in the home. I feel because I feel like I'm taking care of, well, it's like kind of like a baby too, <laughs> taking care of things because I love nature. And I, I really feel like everything when it came to my sobriety, uh, I got tapped into nature so much more that I just fell in love now with plants and then just the natural life and more of the crystals. And I appreciate whatever the creator created here on the planet Earth. Yeah, I, it does. It does bring in a really beautiful quality into your home. And I mean, initially, because the Earth is our first home, right? Like We don't always think of it that way, but it's true. And Sometimes we spend so much time indoors that we get disconnected or so much time on our technology, like on the computer, phone, TV, that we forget about that peace and that tie. And so that's why nature can be so healing and, and supportive and, and incorporating different aspects of that into your house brings that connection back. It does. It definitely does. And animals too bring a nice... Mm, and my yeah. sense of uh, love in the household. Like I have a cat, you know, and I know my husband's never owned an animal. <laughs> he has never had an animal in his life. So when we got together, he, he was not getting, he was not used to Ben. Benedict is the name of the cat, our little kitty. And so just now he bought him a bed, you know, and he has a designated space for his bed where there's a little light there. And I'm like, oh, somebody's starting to love cats now. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, no, Ben and I, you know, as long as he's, you know how cats, they like are very independent. They do their own thing. They don't really bother yeah. anybody. He loves that. <laughs> yeah. He's like, we get along great. He does his own thing. I do my own thing. We have an understanding. <laughs> <laughs> but he's starting to be loving and everything. Um, now, in your opinion, do you think animals bring in a different type of energy in the household, good or bad? For sure. They definitely do. In feng shui, animals are considered great for moving chi, like the energy, because they just naturally, they just will naturally do that. And again, like animals in particular are so tapped into that energy too so much more than we are they feel it and they notice it and and so that's why if you see like a dog for example like when they get I call it the zoomies where they just start like running around that's them naturally releasing energy whereas like we might avoid push down our feelings they will just like run it out do whatever feels like natural and good to them so animals definitely bring in a, a specific kind of energy and and I, I mean, I personally, I'm all, I'm an animal lover and like, so is my fiance. We have a dog and yeah, just like being more in touch. And I, I get, again, I think that comes back to like being more in touch with the earth and stuff too, because they definitely are way more connected and grounded to the earth than us as humans are. Like sometimes we can complicate things when really it's so simple, right? <laughs> yeah. So there was this one meme. It was so cute. You see like a man with his dog and then you see two like bubble thoughts you know and the 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 man's bubble thought was bills work you know relationship 
um, uh, cleaning, <laughs> home organization, <laughs> all these different things, right? And then the dog is just like my owner, you know, or like, you know, my companion is just thinking about the present time. You know, here our thoughts are thinking all these different things. And then the dog is just like, I'm here now with enjoying this moment with my owner, <laughs> with my human or whatever you want to call it. So I, I really feel like animals are do bring that balance and grounding inside the household because for me that's what helped me in my sobriety as well when i was home alone because you know my my ex-husband at the time had taken our son not the one that just came inside <laughs> but our old my older one the teenager and my teenager was young at the time he was like six uh and i was by myself i just had two cats in the house and i not benedict there were two other cats and they helped me so much feel loved uh they were just come for me they like intuitively knew that i was going through mm -hmm. something in my life and they were just there to comfort me and i love that i'm like oh i love bless the animals <laughs> yeah our dog is so cute she always she, if we're first of all like if we're fighting or something she'll be like in between us like and she'll sometimes she'll bark like what's going on and then also like if we're like loving on each other like hugging each other cuddling she always wants to like creep in the middle <laughs> she just wants to be involved in everything she's like where's my kisses where's my affection oh <laughs> uh, so I do have one more question for you so if somebody is disorganized and they want to declutter, what are the for, like the three suggestions you would give them right away? Considering where they are in life and what is important to them and asking like, what items do I use every day? Like what items do I know are like non-negotiable? And then maybe looking at like, because there are certain items that where if you look at them, and you feel into that energy, then you're going to know that you don't want it anymore. And so this is where, you know, like the deeper work comes in of like reflecting of like, why am I holding on to this? There is some reason I'm holding on to this and it is keeping, it's usually it's because it's keeping me stuck in the past in some way. And being gentle with yourself, taking small steps, breaking it up, because if you're just going to declutter your whole house, that's going to feel very overwhelming. So taking it small steps at a time, maybe like say, I'm going to declutter for 30 minutes today. And then I'm going to reward myself with like a coffee or like a, like a treat or a dance party or, you know, and, and while you're cleaning or organizing, you can again, make it fun, like playing music or like listening to a podcast or you know, it doesn't have to be so heavy. Yeah, it doesn't have to be so heavy. That makes total sense because I think we get overwhelmed when we think about the whole house and then how we have to organize the whole house. My mom always told me when I was growing up, just take 15 minutes a day to clean. <laughs> 15 minutes a day. And I've taken that with me until this day. Now I take Oh, actually, I do more than 15 minutes because I have kids now. <laughs> but I, I, I make sure I do a little, like a one room at a time, just focus on. And like I said to you before, my husband and I will take like deep cleaning days, you know, but we'll do it together as a team, which makes it awesome and so much more fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, is, Teresa, is there anything else you want to share with the listeners at all or give any other advice about how to make your home more of a space that's peaceful and loving. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, just like cultivate that energy over time and, and be real with yourself. And I would love to hear any intentions. If you want to, you feel free to reach out to me. I actually just changed my business name to home and heal. So it's home underscore and underscore heal. So reach out to me. I love hearing from people on Instagram. I can send you, I have a sacred space masterclass that really gets like you going in your intentions and gives you a meditation to kind of get that engagement and those thoughts flowing. So reach out to me and I'll, I'll give that to you. I would be happy to. That is so awesome. Where else can they follow you? Oh, that's, that's actually it. And then my website, I'm in the process of, of changing my website over, but my website right now is homegirl.space. So those are the two best places to find me, either my website or Instagram. And I'm always giving more tips. And, you know, if you want to see before and afters too, and get in that space of like, Ooh, like, then that is definitely a place to do that. <laughs> so awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. You literally uh, had motivated me to go ahead and clean my kitchen right now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> if you're loving what you're hearing, go ahead and check out the links in the show notes. And if you feel so aligned, go ahead and leave a five-star review. Also, if you want to join my newsletter, go ahead and text the word SHINE, that's S-H-I-N-E, at 1-855-649-6196. Again, that's the word SHINE at 1-855-649-6196. Love you!